I was very much the, um, the nature's child in, in my early youth. Um, I grew up out in the middle of absolutely nowhere. The, the closest neighbor was about a mile away. I had to walk a mile to the bus every day in kindergarten. My dog took me. Um, it's now a 2,600-acre state park in northern Illinois. So you can imagine. It was a, a glacial moraine. We had a lake. It was um, very beautiful, but that, that was my playground. Well, I learned very early on that this took me a long time. I, I didn't learn it when I was four or five years old. But I remember the very first experience um, looking to nature for something other than a playmate or a place to go play or flowers to pick or something. Um, when I was probably four or five, it was probably five because I, I think um, I, my brother was an infant at that point. Um, one night in the middle of the day, night, my dad woke and was very, very violently ill. Um, and my mom, in a panic, just didn't know what to do, didn't have any medicine in the house. Um, my father just violently, violently ill. And she called a neighbor. And think of, you know, a little house in the prairie. Your neighbor's a couple miles away and, and there was no 24-hour Walgreens. There, were, there was nothing. And the neighbor said, what, what's the matter with Marv? What's wrong with him? And um, he said, you, you sit right there. I'm going to bring you something. And this is a gentleman named Phil Schottler. And they lived on acreage as well as we did. They were uh, farm people. And this is the middle of the night, keep in mind. Well, Phil went out and he dug up a, uh, a blackberry bush. And he took the root out of the ground. And he washed it off and he brought it over to my folks. This probably took about a half an hour because of the distance and the time that he was um, taking. And he said to my mom, boil this up. Make a tea out of it, really strong. It's going to taste awful. Put some honey in it and make Marv drink it. And my mom was desperate. She didn't know what to do. And so she boiled this, this big chunk of ugly brown root and made the tea. And my dad drank it. And by the morning, he was fine. And I remember visiting my grandparents, um, staying with them for a little bit, and you know, moaning and moaning about poor pitiful me. I, I was having pimples and I couldn't use anything, couldn't go to the store and buy any any cream, any lotion, nothing, because I was so so allergic and so sensitive. And my grandmother was one of these very proper southern bells. And you know, children were to be seen and not heard, and certainly not to be whining. And so <laughs> and she she was very southern. And um, so she said, child, you shut your mouth, you come down into the kitchen with me. And she starts opening up the cabinets, and I thought, oh, Grandmama, you know, you can make me cookies, try to make me feel good. Well, that's nice. I wasn't diabetic this time. That, that's nice, but you know what? The chocolate chips are going to make me break out, and then, you know, gosh darn it, it's, you know, nothing's helping me. She starts opening up cabinets, and, and she's taking out oatmeal, and she's taking out some cornmeal, and... Uh, she opens up the fridge and she grabs out some buttermilk and then some lemons and some tea bags. And I think, what in the world is she making me? Whatever it is, I'm not eating this stuff. Lemons and buttermilk and, and oatmeal, this is gross. So she sits me down and she says, child, what do you think we did when we were your age? And she said, we took care of ourselves. We made stuff. And I thought, what? How can you make... You know, clear so I can't do that. And sure enough, 
she taught me at the tender age of 11 or 12 that, yeah, you can use these, these food products, these natural products that, that are from the earth. You don't need to go buy all the stuff at the store. You use what God gave you. And you know that woman was right, that she was showing me God's abundance in the natural world. The, the one that I came from, the one I identified with so much, and it planted a little seed. And that seed was a slow grower. It, it took me many, many years to, to figure this out. But during those many years, I was able to learn more. And, you know, this is long before the Internet, so I would go to the library and find these arcane volumes of um, kind of Little House on the Prairie era, um, kind of like wives' manuals, um, what, what we would call, um, you know, folk medicine and, and folk cures and, you know, ways to get bugs out of your house and all these kind of things, which was fascinating to me, but I was more interested in, in how do you take care of yourself. And when my son was born, the poor child had horrible skin problems. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Um, he had everything probably except cradle cap, but eczema and little spots and, and stuff all over him. And at that point, I said to myself, i got to do something. The kid couldn't use Johnson & Johnson's. Everything was full of perfume. Everything was full of petroleum. And the child could not tolerate it. And, and you've got this little infant who's just caterwauling, screaming, and you're trying to soothe him, and you're making it worse. And, you know, me, first time, I'm thinking, oh, what did you do, God? Please, you know, I I'm messing up here. And at that point, I really made a conscientious effort to figure out, okay, what else can I look to nature for? What else can I use God's creation for to help my son? This is, this is way beyond me. This, this, I need to help my son. And so the first thing I, I learned how to do was make soap. And unlike the, the bars of stuff that, that you buy on the shelf, I made it the old-fashioned way, the grandmother, great-grandmother way, with vegetable oils and water and lye. And I remember, if anybody used to watch the Beverly Hillbillies, I had these images of Granny out by the cement pond with this big cauldron and a stick making the soap. And um, that's kind of what I was doing. But you know what? I was able, A, to, to figure out how to do it, which you, it's not that easy. Um, but then I, I realized, well, Soap is no big deal in and of itself. And if you're a little kid and you really don't want to take a bath, what makes you want to get into the bathtub? And so I thought, well, I can put stuff in it. I'll try to make it colors, um, maybe make it smell nice. But again, what can I use? Because he's so sensitive, I'm so sensitive. So I, I learned about... Um, you know, vegetable coloring, turmeric, which is a, a spice powder, makes the most beautiful yellow. And I would, I would stir things in, and sometimes it came out and sometimes it didn't. Um, but then I learned about essential oils, which are plant extract, and that made things smell nice, and plus they, they have health benefits as well. So I really started um, because of my son. And I felt that um, God had given his grace to me to, to look beyond what was on the shelf and kind of go back 
generations and, and go back to what we had from the beginning. You know, we know from Genesis that God made the earth and all the plants on the earth and, and everything on the earth for us, for us humans. And he said, use it. And that, that really hit me when I, when I made that connection. Well, everything we need, everything we need, God gave us to begin with. Before he made us, he made everything we need. And doing research, I learned that um, pharmaceuticals, more than 65% of all pharmaceuticals come in their very, very original form from plants. Aspirin. Aspirin comes from bark of the willow tree. The Native Americans would chew the bark when they had aches and pains. And you look back, well, how many thousands and thousands of years has, has humankind been on this earth? Well, we all, we've had aches and pains. We've had scratches. We've had scrapes. Women have wanted to look good. I mean, think about Cleopatra. They found her tomb, and there was, there was henna, and there was coal, and there was unguents and perfumes, and people want to take care of themselves. They didn't have Walgreens. They used what they had. And there's a wealth of information. There's, there's an abundance <coughs> out there that God gives us. And it was very, very humbling for me to realize that, that I could take what was mine by God's grace and help somebody with it. And, and just not, not helping myself, but my little boy. And then people started asking me, oh, well, you know, Eleanor, my skin is this way. Can you make me a soap? And I remember one friend had um, twins, a boy and a girl, who are 10 now, so they're, they're um, a few years younger than my son. And beautiful, beautiful little girl, but he had eczema. And Susan's father had eczema, Susan was okay, but then her daughter had eczema. And she said, is there anything that you can make in a soap that might be okay for my daughter to use? And I, I had psoriasis, my son had eczema, so I knew a little bit about it. Um, she said, I, I don't want to give her the medications. The, the doctor wants to give her steroids. I just don't want to do it because once we stop, the eczema comes right back and it's just horrible and my daughter's scratching and she's itching and, and is there anything you can do? So again, I, I did research and I learned all about different oils and different essential oils that have been used for centuries that are still used very commonly in Europe. Um, to treat eczema. And so I found sources for these and I was mixing as the mad scientist, you know, soap is not easy to make it at all because you have to get the ratios right of oil, lye, and water. It's, it's very, very delicate balance and different oils have different properties and so everything is different. So I'm using these oils I've never used before. I'm, I'm throwing in essential oils and I'm trying to come up with something. So finally, finally, after all this, um, this experimenting, I, I came with something that actually worked, that, that I thought would be good. And so I made a couple bars and I said, use this on Elizabeth and, you know, see what happens. And she tried it and she said, oh, this is great. Can you make me some? I want to send it to my dad. So I, I started making soap for people. And um, I never realized how widespread 
these skin problems are. And, and so now I seem to sell a heck of a lot of, of the, um, the eczema soap. I have people who call and order 10, 12 bars at a time, ship it to me, you know, I want to get through the winter, whatever. Again, a very humbling feeling. I didn't do it for myself. I didn't do it for gain. I did it because someone needed it. And, you know, I'm no doctor. I'm, I'm no know-it-all as much as I thought I was when I was the, the young one. Um, but if I can help people, that means a lot to me. And through the course of, of doing this and learning all about natural alternatives to things, I've, um, I've developed workshops and I do a lot of public speaking, um, you know, with libraries and, and groups. And always, always people ask me, what can I do? What do you suggest? And I, I'm so... I'm so inspired that that they're they're looking to me. That I, I feel very very humble, but also I I learn something from them, and that helps me again when I encounter someone else who has a problem. And it's it's been a wonderful experience for me that all this back and forth, this this knowledge and this sharing, I really feel. Um, a sense of community. Does anyone have a question? Yes, sir. Uh, how many different types of soaps do you make? Um, probably about 20. 20, yeah. 20 different ones. So you use the same formula every No, day? no, each one is different. I but use I mean, uh, the basic... Once you, once you decide on one that works, you, you keep on using the same. Well, there, you have to use, you know, certain types of oils. I use a lot of olive oil. Olive oil is very healing, and so I like to use olive oil. I use coconut oil because coconut oil is naturally sudsing. And when you, lot, when you purchase a lot of commercially made products, you get a lot of lather because there are um, surfactants in there, a, a type of chemical which is known to be sudsing. They're very caustic, though. Now, lye is caustic, um, but when you make soap, it, it's got a cure for about four to six weeks afterwards so the alkalinity works itself out. Um, so I put coconut oil in there because it, it gives a nice lather. It's also hard at room temperature as is palm oil. So those two oils under 76 degrees are solid. So that makes it a nice bar of soap rather than just a handful of, of oil. Uh, I also use different oils depending on um, you know, what I want that soap to make. For example, I make a soap with a lot of hemp oil in it um, because hemp is, is very soothing and very nourishing to the skin. Um, some soap I make with goat's milk. That's, that's the purest soap available and even infants can use it because it's the mildest. Um, and then different, some have more or less of different oils depending on what I want that soap to do. So some just smell nice, um, and some have specific purposes. You know, there's the olive oil soap that's for oily or, or troubled skin. There's the goat's milk soap for very sensitive or um, children. Um, you know, there's different soaps with different things added in.